Hello and welcome to episode six of the New Music Podcast. I'm Jaden Slaughter and today's episode welcomes Nick Hall and Tandy Murphy Hall of Triangle Fire, a band from Athens, Georgia. Thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like to support the show, then the best thing you can do is share it with your friends. Always feel free to cozy up with the subscribe button as well. It's cold outside. And with that out of the way, let's get into it. I guess jumping into it, I like to have the artists introduce themselves. So you can tell us, you know, your names, pronouns, what do you play and all that. Okay, my name's Tandy, uh, Tandy Murphy Hall. Uh, I go by she and her, and I am mainly the vocalist in Triangle Fire, but I also play like backup drums and just various fill-in instruments kind of deal, but mainly just vocals and backup drums. Um, I'm Nick. I go by him and he. Yeah, Sorry. He and, <laughs> um, and I, I said that totally backwards. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm the guitar player and uh, vocalist in Triangle Fire. Um, yeah, that's what I do. I scream and play. And we both write most of, you know, the, the majority of the songs. We, um, well, we're, we're both the, the founding members of Triangle Fire and the lineups changed over the years. And so what we do is, you know, we kind of take the base of the songs and we let the new members or the, the current members rather kind of put their feel, put their little whatever to the song on the instrument that they're playing. So. Yeah, so it's an ever evolving project. Yeah, yeah. So even if, we, you know, we play the, we have a song that's been here since the beginning, you know, it can sound completely different from, you know, member to member, just depending on, you know, the new lineup. How long ago had Joe's current lineup? Um, We've been, Joseph and us got connected four years ago now. Yeah, about four years. And and that's our drummer. And our bass player, our bass player is like a lifelong friend from when me and Tandy were young and I was trying to start a separate band with him and it just kind of like worked out at that moment that I was like do you want to play bass in this because anytime when like there's long periods we always hit up the people who were playing the instrument prior and give everybody the option to just like come back in but everybody had life obstacles is a good way of putting (laughs) it (laughs) so they were all like, ah, I can't do it, man. So I asked Steve and he was like, yeah. So he hopped on board playing bass. And that was about three years ago. Yeah, about mm, two and a half or three years. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been with us for a good little minute. He's got a, a good handful of shows under his belt. So he's he came in. He's a really solid bass player. It was nice getting to jam with someone that I've known my whole life. So I kind of know the ins and outs of how they play. So it made the process a lot easier. How would you describe your music for someone who's just completely unfamiliar with the band? We've now come up with a new genre label. We call it Pizza Crust or um, Pizza Punk. Pizza Punk with, with extra thick crust. Because everybody keeps trying to box us into like, oh, you guys are cross punk or whatever. But we're really not because we play like all over the spectrum. It just depends on one song to the next because like Nick and I were both like super eclectic and very um, (sighs) easily distracted. 
<laughs> so, you know, monotony does not do well with either one of us. So, um, you know, we have anywhere from like ska songs to, to poppier to heavy hardcore to metal um, crust and like everything in between. So it really just depends on the song. And the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, you know, we have a set list that we're going to play and we look around and they're just not feeling it, you know, we'll change it up really quick <laughs> just to try to like bring them in. So what ways do you change stuff up for the audience? Uh, just pick different songs, uh, you know, whatever it seems that they're reacting the best to, you know, like if they're just standing there staring at us like, what the fuck is this on our heavier songs? But get up and dance and, and move around and, you know, enjoy like the more popular songs, you know, we'll kind of start bringing in, you know, more of those songs instead of, you know, just sort of play it by ear at that point on what we're playing next. What's people's typical reaction to y'all? I mean, y'all play so many shows. I, want, like, I feel like you're probably around a lot of new people a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh um <laughs> honestly oh, unless people have seen us before like they're okay so people's first reactions is like this <laughs> and they just stand there and you know it for like several years it was really discouraging because we were like dude they didn't enjoy it but then we would get so much incredible feedback that we're like well, why didn't they move around or whatever? And they're like, we didn't know what the hell to think. <laughs> you know, like you, I mean, it was just all over the place. I was trying to just take it all in. But then, you know, as people would start coming back, you know, show after show, they would, you know, learn the songs and kind of be like, okay, cool. You know, I can move this way to this song. And, you know, and so like now people are starting to move around and, and it's, I mean, it's getting crazier and crazier. As, you know, every show that we play, it gets a little more, um, I don't know, hectic. <laughs> it's, yeah. well, we have a very beautiful chaos about our music. That's a good way of putting it. It's a beautiful chaos. Uh, like, we're not one of those bands that anything's really set in stone. We all play by, like, we're all very much by the seat of our pants for the most part, like all of us. So, I mean, it's, we can turn around and look at Joseph, our drummer, and be like, let's play this next. And he'll go, okay. <laughs> and our bass player is usually like, whatever, let's do it. So it's just, we just like to, uh, we like to see people smile. Yeah. Like, more than anything. So, yeah, that's our biggest thing is we just want people to have fun and enjoy the time that they're there. You know, I mean, they didn't have to get up and come to the show to come see us, you know, so, or they didn't whenever they're there, if they're there for another band, they don't have to stand there and listen to us. You know, so we want them to enjoy their time while they're there. And that's our main goal. Y'all played quite a few shows, it seems like, since the pandemic's been lining up, after, you know, the big hype everybody was forced to take. So what's it felt like to come back and start playing since then? Terrifying. Terrifying and amazing <laughs> at the same time, honestly. So, yeah, like... Um, yeah <laughs> so i mean there's it's no secret like tandy's uh health issues so it's like that's always been a major concern and a lot of times it's just been like small hiatuses on the band for just various reasons but um 
yeah, it's, it's, it's been real, man. Like, um, terrifying in that aspect, but been amazing because people are just ready. I mean, people are, I almost want to say like punks are ready to love again. Like they're ready to just like, and I know that sounds really hippie-ish, but like, it's true. Like the, the camaraderie that people realize that they were missing when that wasn't available to us anymore is they're not, people aren't taking that for granted anymore. I think people got like stuck in a bind of so long. There was just, I mean, you, if you were a show goer, you went to shows and it's just like, that was the monotony of life is if you were in a band, you played shows and you went to shows when you could and stuff like that. And then like having that stripped from you, like a lot of people realized like how important how important it is is for the art form and the social piece of Mm -hmm. seeing the the people that you love seeing there you know what I mean and and it's that part has been amazing because it's like everybody's just ready and just if they're there they're ready to like enjoy every second because they're they know that tomorrow it could be another lockdown you know so they're like I want to take tonight and make it last for the next few months if I have to. Yeah, for you sure. know, because I mean, every, you know, it's just all smiles, laughter. You know, where it's before the pandemic, people, you know, wouldn't really socialize with each other, and now you see everyone speaking to everyone. Yeah, there's um, a lot less blockades and barriers. It seems like there's yeah. a lot more openness and willing to like put down your cell phone. And like, go say hey to the person next to you. I mean, yeah. Or if the cell phone's out, you're recording the show and then you put it up. And, you know, it, when before you would just see everybody in the corner, just like, <laughs> right. It's almost like they're listening to music while they're surfing on their phone at home. It was, it was really weird sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's like Nick said, it's been beautiful. You know, everybody, I think everybody needed missed that release and needed that release on both sides on the stage and off the stage i mean it had pros and cons i mean there's some people i mean some some musicians that are far more like dependent on playing that it affected differently i mean there was a lot of musician suicide i mean that that was a really sad thing man that was uh, happened a lot especially in the punk and hardcore and metal community there's a lot of bands that like they couldn't handle it and it's the bigger bands too that that was like their income and that's yeah. that's and they're terrifying. not only just their income but their um emotional stability is to be able to have that outlet you know when and then it wasn't there anymore and so yeah they, that got real it got dark <laughs> yeah. so it, it's great to have that available again and hopefully to see the everybody come out on the better side of it yeah for sure the size of the crowd's been like since coming back some i mean that's one of those things man like everything's a gauge now so like there's still you're still competing so like in athens it's a big college football town so like saturday nights or saturday and friday nights are not always good nights to play here and i like it's it's weird to say that because those are prime opportune times but most places most bars want bands to play at that at that time because they're going to be losing revenue due to the the football game 
So sometimes you'll play for one person. Sometimes you'll play for the other band. Sometimes the other band leaves and you literally play for the sound guy. Sometimes there's 60 people packed in. Yeah. In Athens, it's been, it's always hit or miss in football season. And that's the bad thing is like, even if you don't keep up with it in Athens, you kind of have to, to like get our scheduling correct. So you can, if there is a touring band, you can kind of get them set up to where they have a possibility of making money or it's just not worth it. Cause a lot of people don't go downtown if it's game day, because it's absolutely chaos. Uh, it's like the worst chaos ever. So yeah, the, those crowds are, are no joke just everywhere downtown. I lived in Athens for a couple of years until this past um, May or so. <laughs> like I remember. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. So, I mean, between that, I mean, most of any time we've played out of town, we've had, we've only played Atlanta since the pandemic, if I remember. Correctly. Yeah, we've only been to Atlanta. That's what I was going to say. We played Atlanta and we played one bar show. It was actually kind of decent because it was really soon after the lockdown let up. So I was surprised at the outcome, but it was still kind of slack. And we've played at Sweetwater a few times. And, you know, that's always awesome there. But we've mainly done house shows and those have been amazing. Yeah. This weekend, we're about to leave and go play Tallahassee. Well, we're playing the Highlander on Friday. And it'll be the first time we played there since the pandemic. And then um, we're going to play Tallahassee and then we're going to go to Greenville. So that'll be the first time that we're doing out of state since the, the lockdown. Oh, dang, y'all gonna go south and then north. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it was awful planning. I know it's just, that's how it was, how it got written. Sometimes you just gotta take what you take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Greenville's an old home away from home. Yeah. So. I remember watching an interview with y'all from a um, couple of years ago, and it said that y'all were like half, like half a Greenville band, half of Athens band. It was like some of your members, are some of your members from Greenville? Well, our um, our late drummer, lived in Greenville, but he passed away um, a few years ago. And that was, you know, a big halt on the band. And so he lived in Greenville. So we would go back and forth. And then our bass player at that time came down from New Jersey and lived with us for a little bit. And while he was playing, and then he moved up to Greenville and lived with our drummer. So at that point we were half and half. So we were constantly driving, you know, two hours for band practice each way. At you know? one point, it was Athens, Greenville, and New Jersey because we stopped and picked Tim up on our last tour. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like our, at one point, it was like stupid. It's like, yeah, how do we even practice. Like, we, me and Tim would practice over a cell phone, yeah, speakerphone, send audio files, and just hope that they're actually practicing. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the DIY spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a rough tour all the way around. Like, that, yeah. <laughs> we had equipment breaking, fans break. Oh, that was just a nightmare tour. Yeah, well, I'm going to Tallahassee. I'm hopefully going to be able to make it down there on Saturday to see y'all. Oh, that'd oh, be awesome. Yeah, that right. would be amazing. Yeah, our buddies uh, in the band of Schizo, which is uh, 
husband and wife duo the husband plays bass and the wife plays drums and then an old friend of all of ours is now playing guitar for him so it's going to be like a big family reunion for us because i haven't seen all of them in probably six or seven years so it's going to be it's going to be a fun show yeah and i'm really excited because it's um the proceeds are going for like the homeless alliance down there and so i'm like that's something i'm personally passionate about and you know we get to play another show on the 28th that you know it's uh to help homeless uh in atlanta and then we just distroed a show last weekend that was supposed to be to help yeah all uh, the proceeds went to yeah i went to atlanta homeless community so we're getting to do stuff like that on top of being able to play so that's been really amazing and which is awesome because it's a lot it's the younger punk community that's getting into the activism right now i'm noticing and it's really awesome to see their energy and their yeah. like passion about it because it's like man i remember i mean i'm an old punk i'm an old fart so like dude these young kids that are like 15 16 dude seeing their passion it's like wow this is like giving me that youthful feeling yeah because it's like man i remember when i was this age and i was so passionate about some shit and i wanted to kick somebody's teeth in because they were <laughs> crap yeah dude i get this let's let's go let's go do this and then i realize i go man i'm like old enough to be their dad this is gonna be really bad <laughs> like i'm enticing like disaster and then i kind of just shrug my shoulders and be like let's go so, yeah but no i mean i love their passion it's so it's so amazing and it's yeah. such a natural high that like i mean there's no description to that it's just awesome to see like the younger generation like really putting forth the effort and doing the diy helping the community all of that stuff that needs to happen for just true separation of state like we all need that everyone needs that we need separation yeah a lot of old school stuff is coming back and it's just been amazing to see yeah we're watching the fruitation <laughs> so what changes all have you seen in the punk scene over the years oh. what all changes have we seen oh. okay so i'm pushing mid 40s <laughs> in which i will never say that again <laughs> But I've been I've been in the punk community since the actual community since I was like 12, 13 years old. And so I've seen it go from like late 80s punks to all through the 90s, 2000s and so forth. So it's gone from being brand new to being, you know, the whole smash the state to the whole like bang the system yeah blow up of the fucking um like mtv and all of that stuff uh you know just the radio completely changing from its dynamics of the way it, it works you know the way that djs speak to you know what they play the whole nine Shit, what they can get away with saying on the yeah. air man <laughs> yeah the fcc guidelines you know kind of lessening 
um, to it becoming the state of electronics where everyone's on their cell phone and no one gives a shit about looking each other in the face to the pandemic where it got t- taken away from everyone to what we were just talking about a, a minute ago. So like in everything in between, you know, I've, I've seen it go from being, you know, two to 300 people at every single show of all different genres, whether it be punks or skins or hippies or just the regular Joe Schmo and everyone in between and everyone getting along and just, you know, partying and having a good time to, you know, no one speaking to each other, you know, cause they're just too elite to, you know, like I said, hopefully the old school mentality is coming back or at least it's appearing to. That's what I've seen over the years. Um, I'm not quite as old as Tandy, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty close. So, but I actually, I didn't really get into punk, truthfully get into punk. I mean, I've always listened to punk that like, like my, my sister's 12 years older than me. So I grew up on like misfits and early like suicidal tendencies, early Metallica. Like I have a dance, I just sold a Danzig tape that was an original Danzig tape from when that came out. I remember buying it with my sister. So like I grew up in on metal up until I got really introduced to true like punk. Cause I mean, like the Misfits is the Misfits. They're their own entity. Yeah, they kind of play punk. They kind of play a lot of shit though. But I guess my first like touch in the punk was probably when I was 12 or 13 and I truthfully didn't like it because like the biggest things was the clash and the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and the Sex Pistols are a fucking god-awful band that can't play their instruments and you know I'm sitting there listening to metal so like I'm, I'm my ears trained to precision and I'm like this is fucked this is so bad then you had the Ramones, which, in my opinion, every song sounds the fucking same. So it's like, this is annoying. <laughs> it and was then, our bass players. A, a... Ramones fanatic. Yeah. So like, this is a constant <laughs> argument. And then you got The Clash, which I might be the only human being in the on the earth that doesn't like The Clash. I mean, I just don't like the way Joe's... I mean, Joe Strummer was an amazing, amazing songwriter. But I think that those would have been better country songs than punk songs, in my opinion. But they're not bad songs, but that's not punk rock. I don't care what what you slice it, but man, everything changed the moment I heard Crass. And when I heard Crass, I was like, no, this is punk. This is the real shit. This is the shit that means something. And because I'm a I'm I'm a thinker. I always think that there's a better way. I'm a very logistical person when it comes to stuff like that. So hearing that be put into reality in a song form, I was hooked. Like they're educating, they're catchy, they're edgy, 
they're annoying they're horrible that's noise it's the, it's everything but extremely that's, talented yeah all at the same time i mean you have a, a drum beat that sounds like the beatles you have a guitar that you can't even make any sense and the bass player is like the only one in the band that has any sort of musical sense and then all these lyrics coming at you pounding you in every different direction that you're like what the fuck is this so when I heard Crass, that's when things really changed for me. But there's a lot less racism, which is a nice thing to see because I grew up in a time where there was a lot of racism in the scene. I'm noticing that there's a shift in a lot less sexism. Women are being accepted into punk and metal a lot more and treated more as equals. Yeah. Because I've been in bands a long time and that's not always been the case. No. Like you like would be female surprised. singers, like a lot when we were a lot younger, like most of the crowd would leave. No, I didn't. I don't think it was Or they they wouldn't take us seriously and yeah. still don't to an extent. Like all you know, it's like all the guys, they'd be like, Oh, all they, they look and they see they're like, Oh, she's hot. You know, I, I would fuck her. You know, and that would be basically it. They wouldn't yeah, you, actually look and say, fuck, she's got talent. Yeah, unless you were like a petite girl that was attractive most of the time, everybody took their smoke break through their set or went and grabbed another beer or went outside to talk to somebody. I mean, which, whatever, I mean, that's horrible, but I have seen a lot less of that, which is nice the uh especially which is being nice. in a female fronted band well yeah which is nice <laughs> not gonna lie um uh, <laughs> i've been there anyway um <laughs> but no i mean there's still a lot of work to do with everything i mean i think that there's still underlining problems i mean i don't see much trans like in anybody in the lgbtq because most of the places we play is very open to that like we try not to play anywhere if we've heard that they're like that and i mean that's just oh yeah like, a lot more accepted in the punk punk and metal community than really anywhere because that we've already been the outcast so it's like oh y'all are fucking weird too come here open arms come on in everybody hates you same here we're pals yeah. so it's like there was never any judgment i don't think really in our community i think there's still shit bags but there's shit bags everywhere so you can't really say that but i'm i know that that has been a lot more an accepting social aspect than in our communities than it has been in like probably society well i mean it is actually still a really huge problem but we don't, no, no, tolerate, we don't tolerate it that at, shit at all, all. So if there's even a hint of any kind of discrimination on that level, it is shut down quick. Yeah, no. Like Everyone's I will equal. not fucking tolerate that at all. Everyone's equal. It has to be that way. But <laughs> so that was a very long-winded answer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's been nice to see those changes because, like, I mean, it wasn't all. I mean, it was feast or famine being in bands a lot a lot of times and unless you were extremely attractive playing amazing music and had an amazing stage set like presentation with lights and shit nobody was taking me seriously god forbid you come out and play like crusty punk or 
just start screaming your head off and like i mean like it's almost like you had to be gg allen to freaking make an impression and i'm like dude i'm not fucking shitting on myself i don't care how bad <laughs> i want to get a rise out of you I'm just i'm not doing that not because i won't i mean if you piss me off i might shit my hand and sling it at you but like <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and roll around in my own feces in a fucking in a just, dog just because just because that sounds like the good thing to do on a Wednesday night. That's just not me. Yeah, they're saying <laughs> pulling a Dillinger escape plan and pulling a GGL and they're <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, man. Like dude, I was telling Tandy just a little bit ago about that girl from uh Brass Against that peed on that fan. Like I watched the video, I'm like, "But he he asked for it." Yeah. He said, "I'll do it." pay on me i'm like where's the problem yeah i'm like obviously these people have never seen a gg allen show because that was acceptable that's <laughs> that's you're still in the front row until yep there comes the shit i'm going to the back we're we're <laughs> heading to the back of the, the thing call me old i don't give a shit i just don't want that on <laughs> but i'm like but she just I don't get. Yeah, like, I'm there's like, all I these don't understand that are, like, the big deal on it. I mean, personally. I, it, oh yeah, and they got banned from every NASCAR stadium in the United States. Well, that. Is well, that's where they made, were playing. Oh, it was a NASCAR okay. stadium. NASCAR okay. issued this big thing, and I was like, like they would ever want to play a NASCAR stadium? Just say. I was about to say that's a fucking blessing in disguise. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> sorry so what's i mean just kind of i guess piggybacking off that how's the athens scene specifically changed over time oh man oh. the athens scene it comes and goes um it because it is a college town it all depends on the year you know the students that are here and you know we you know, our style of music, we attract a lot of travelers as well. And so, you know, there's a train hub here in Athens. And so it depends also on if, where the you know, takes them. yeah, if <laughs> there's a lot of people just are coming and, you know, stopping off in Athens and how long they, they stay because, and what rounds they, you know, go in because, you know, we've had sometimes, you know, where it's a good year or two where there's a collection of like anywhere from 30 to 50 train kids here and you know they're kind of stationary here for a minute and then they just vanish yeah. one night and which is not you know i mean it's totally normal in you know the the traveling community and then also you you know it depends on like i said the you know at some there could be five houses punk houses here at one time because the students are here and that's just you know where they all group at or break down you know section out off to um or there could be absolutely no one and nick and i are the only fucking punks in in athens at the uh, time and jason. oh yeah and jason griffith he's a. Uh... We've known Jason a long time. I mean, he's in, he was an American cheeseburger. He's in weaponized flesh and food eater right now, which are both amazing bands. He's been around forever. Like he's, he was here. Like, I think he was born here. 
and I mean, there's a whole town community that like you can get them out. It, it's they come out when they come out. I mean, there we have a we have a plethora of punks here that are like people that would be willing to do anything, but a lot of times they come out when they're coming to see the band they want to see or they know somebody in the band. So it hasn't been like that so much these days. There's a lot of people just come out to come out if it's a house show. Yeah, like piggybacking off of what uh, Tandy just said about the train hopping kids. We actually played a show at Bombs Away, which is a, a house venue here in town that- um, It's like an activism yeah, house. Yeah, it's an activism house. Like they do work, well, they used to do workshops. They haven't got back to that yet, I don't think, since pand the pandemic. This guy comes walking up, we were playing there and he comes walking up, he's this old, like mid fifties, like train hopping dude. And he has these two young kids with him that are like drunk out of their mind. And he walks straight up to me. He's like, are you the dude in triangle fire? And I, I just like take him back. Never seen this guy a day in my life. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm here because of you. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, can I ask why? He's like, you did this flyer, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're heading. He's like, I love crust. I love pizza. I'm here. You're yeah. the man. And I was like, cool, have fun. And he was like, when do you go on? I was like, in five minutes. He's like, then I'm going to get pizza. I'm like, okay, <laughs> do what you do, man. But like, he ended up like me and him talked most of the evening. We had a good, good laughs and chats and we knew ended up knowing a bunch of the same people but um his two people like got kicked out of the show and he's like i hate having to be a dad to people that aren't like damn kids and he just like <laughs> grabbed them by their ear and let them down they the were freaking sidewalk. i was like dude he just went like mama crust on their ass and fucking <laughs> just like dragged these kids off if he's spanking them when i walk around the corner and like making me sit in time out i'm going to die it never I, I never walked down there but i was waiting for it i was like if he comes back and says put him in timeout and i'm i just i would have lost my shit but yeah that, piggybacking off of that that's what i just i remember that dude so vividly because it was like and that's actually kind of, the, of where our in the face? what's up he's like that the old inferno friendship society yeah guys? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the only time i've seen you guys oh, oh okay. wow that was a good uh, house show i'd ever been to so <laughs> i didn't know how normal that was or wasn't <laughs> no okay so <laughs> it okay so that was normal and that was actually low-key on a crust house show like with with travelers but it was also not normal at all because like there's sort of an unspoken code amongst you know like crusties and stuff that like you respect the house or you you respect it to a certain extent you know of course you're going to go and you're going to do your fucking thing or whatever but you don't sit there and lay in the damn floor and start pissing on each other and yeah, like, like throwing damn yeah, they whiskey threw. bottles at the fucking band and you know what i mean like that's a, that's a little much it's like all right dude it is know, somebody's like, house man yeah like, no matter what like unless the homeowner goes everybody grab a bottle let's tear this bitch down yeah then if it, they do that then it's like dude then okay, you're lucky if, game. we're about to fuck this shit yeah up. then you're lucky if the fucking neighborhood isn't set on fire but but yeah, yeah so like, 
<laughs> that was not the case that evening. So yeah, they, no. <laughs> they needed to be they needed to be put in timeout. <laughs> like, seriously, I hope he did it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That guy was awesome. His name was uh, uh Bob Rat, and I was like, <laughs> huh? He goes Bob Rat. I'm like, all right then. All right, Bob Rat. It is. Fun times, fun times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a great night, though. Yeah. That was a great show, just all around from everybody there. Yeah. And seeing, I'm glad that they got that shit under wraps because everybody was able to go forth with the night and have a good time, and it became a big love fest when World Inferno played, and everybody got to dance and stuff. Because if you know those kids would have stayed and it would have escalated, it would have just been a shit show. Because we've seen that happen many times before, too. That's the, that is, you know, one of the unfortunate parts of being of the crust community is that you do have to deal with that as well, you know. Yeah, and, most of them can't handle their liquor <laughs> at yeah. all. And a lot of people have, you know, a lot of, like, mental issues, too. And so they don't really know what they're doing. And then they get drunk on top of it or or high and drunk on top of it. And so they're just out of their fucking minds. So, you know, it takes the outside person to kind of be like, all right, let's rein in a little. Rein <laughs> you know? on in, little guy. Let's calm down. You're, you're out of control, Billy Bob. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But no, that's not every house show. <laughs> Good to know. I'll keep that in mind no, as yeah. I go forward. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, just don't come to a Triangle Fire show in Philly. Like, we, we tend to not do well in Philly. Not because of anything. We've just never had a good experience there. Oh, that sounds like story time. No, oh that's... My God. Philadelphia is all, like... Yeah, the last time we played there, there was a riot, and we were like... I said, okay, that's it. That's like strike five. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> was it because of y'all or was it just a separate riot that happened something well it was a lot of scene drama that yeah. was already going on and because of our music it kind of got them all hyped up and ready to roll and they just thought that it was going to be a perfect opportunity to start like like beating the fuck out of each other while we to our soundtrack well, and I was like uh no dude. well that girl those two girls those three girls they were fighting outside before we even started playing. And me and our drummer, John, went over there to try to break them up. Our late drummer. Yeah. Yeah. And we went over there to try to break them up. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what the hell are y'all doing? And we got like close. And I mean, dude, they're like beating the fuck out of this one girl. And I'm like, whoa, calm the fuck down. Yeah, because that wasn't cool, man. Yeah. It was like three girls on one. And then a guy stepped in. and. Well, that happened now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like they're all out there fighting and shit and i'm like and me and john go up to them and they tell us pretty much stay the fuck out of it it's not our business and i was like well i don't want to get my ass kicked like that either i was like so i mean that's their business and john looked at me and goes i mean i feel so fucked up but we i mean we tried to pull them off and then this guy like pulled us off and was like you need to stay out of it and i was like look i'm not getting in a fight with philadelphia like okay i'm gonna back up a little bit so they said it's time for y'all to play we went in and started playing everybody's all rowdy and then here these girls come and they're still fighting like i don't know how the fuck they're still fighting but they're all still fighting and getting haymakered through the front door 
and the fucking bartender just like steps up with this billy club thing and like starts hitting it on the ground and then everybody gets in a fight and like we're standing up on the stage and like tandy's on top of the bass amp yeah I remember no correctly. i literally climbed on top of john's drum his uh kick drum yeah. and was just like holding on for dear life yeah like <laughs> and me and tim are pushed up against our our amps which have now been pushed up next to the drum set so like we're just this tiny little square yeah it's like five like, of us in fuck? this tiny little fucking <laughs> so we just took our like me and tim put our guitars down i'm talking like dude this is like shit you would see in a movie and like dude bottles are flying everywhere then all of a sudden like i like there was a huge window and i look out i was like oh this is just perfect and there's a whole fucking slew of hatty wagons and riot cops showing up i'm like this like is incomplete just, fucking riot oh yeah like marching down the road and everything with tear gas guns i'm like great this is exactly what i want to deal with right now so we start packing up our stuff and the fucking bartender's getting pissed off at us he's like show's fucking over i was like no obviously no shit, <laughs> like we're trying to pack up our shit and we will get the fuck out of your club we're not worried about that but yeah. we're not leaving our shit and he's like well you need to get up i'm like look dog you're holding down. up progress i could already be like halfway out if you'd shut the fuck up and he's like fine i was like okay so we get outside we like literally like john just like bear hugs all of his drums we grab our amps just right. unplug them and uh like <laughs> run everything out we're throwing it all in the van and this cop is like trying to tase me because he thinks I'm a part of it. Uh, dude, it's Yeah, just, I was, it was standing awful. by the back of the van. I look over and I'm like, Nick, Doc. And he just did like that. And the fucking baton went poof, right over his head. So yeah. if he wouldn't have ducked, he would have been like, and out. I turned around. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? We were like, we're from out of state. We're just trying to get our shit. He's like, get your shit and go. Get like, the fuck out of the building. We were like, we're trying. Yeah, again, <laughs> I was like, I would be done if you weren't talking to me and trying to hit me in the fucking head. And he's like, and he looked down, saw, saw that we had Georgia plates, so we weren't lying. And he's like, get out of here. I'm like, okay. So we threw it in about the time we're turning. Here comes the tear gas cartridges. <laughs> we're like man yeah like we're like watching that shit in the fucking like we're driving away watching it in the fucking back window like holy shit and we're like well okay then there's another one i mean we've played philly three times and it pretty well like five but like yeah, it that pretty much ends like that every show yeah like, like there's shit on fires yeah are thrown at you i mean it's it's a fucking weird down to play like that's how they say they like you is they light a fucking tire on fire and throw it at you if you're playing <laughs> under the fucking interstate on the skate park you're like huh <laughs> you you said that's how they say you go fucking give me a handshake hit me up after the show and say yo dog that was good <laughs> throwing a flaming tire at me makes me want to get in my car and run that fucker <laughs> over man like those are fighting words down here man and they're like they're like but that's so nice up here and i'm like this is not brotherly love <laughs> like nothing about this is brotherly it's like no wonder this place is such a shithole <laughs> no, shit. no wonder y'all hate mean, each other man. yeah <laughs> But we're not, I mean, that not talking down about Philly. Like, there's actually. 
love it. I, I love it and hate it there. I love it because it's amazing, but I hate it because, I mean, it's just. Oh, it's raw energy. Yeah, That's yeah, the it's, just, it's rough. But anyway. <laughs> I'll play it again. But if it happens again, man, that's <laughs> it. that shit is dead to me. Like that, that I won't even drive around like near it. We'll go around. Like it doesn't gotta avoid. <laughs> like we'll play Delaware before I'll go back to Philly if it happens again. I think that's fair. At some point, you, you just gotta be like, it's, it's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're done with this. Now. We're breaking like, up now. Yeah, we're divorcing. Like I'll get on a boat and take a ferry around that bitch. We'll play on the fair. <laughs> Which we've done that before. Yeah, that's fun. That's don't come if you get seasick. <clears throat> okay, so shifting gears a little. Uh, what's y'all's like creative process, right? When you sit down to write a song. <laughs> you want you want to take this one? Do you want to tell the truth with the the noises? Oh yeah. Okay, so. I okay so like I said before I fiddle with instruments but I can't actually play anything and <laughs> but but yet at the same time I play everything I play <laughs> keyboard and drums and guitar and bass but I play <laughs> with like okay so I'll tell Nick he'll be playing something and he'll he'll write something and then he'll introduce it to whomever else or he'll He'll do a writing process here at the house with just the two of us for however long it takes. Sometimes it's super quick. Sometimes things take like three or four years to put together. You know, he'll just do a little piece here and I'll be like, mm, what if you did the ticket, 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 ticket right there? Or the, the, what if you stop and it goes, dun, 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 what, 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 what kind of deal? <laughs> you know? So he writes, like he does, he, does the beginning process and then I put my input through like noises I guess and but he understands what I'm saying though so it's awesome and he'll he'll be like okay cool I got you and he'll be like da -da 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 -da. and I'll be like yes that's it that's it or maybe just try a little more do -do -do, you know kind of deal <laughs> and so that's kind of how it all begins <laughs> and then we introduce it to the other people you know, either halfway through or if it's completely done. And then, like we said before, you know, sometimes we'll have an idea of what we want them to play and we'll say, okay, so this is what we're hearing at this part, or no, this is exactly what we want done here. Or, or, you know what, it's a free for all just play what the fuck you feel is should go there. And then that's how all of that kind of comes. And you know, as all of that's going, we kind of like, sometimes we hear automatically a subject of the song, like what we want it to be about lyrically. And sometimes we don't hear anything and we're like, I, I have no fucking clue what to write about this song. And, um, but then eventually, you know, we sit down after it's all over with and do all the lyrics to it. And, you know, Nick and I do all the lyrics. So... That's when a lot of the blah blah blahs and yada 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 yada, yada come out. Yeah. Like, cause I, <laughs> I, I would like, uh, like go with like 
lyrical flow ideas of how like I kind of want it to sound. But it's like sound like a freaking like a barking dog or a muppet <laughs> on like crack. Like and Tandy's like, what the hell are you saying? I'm like, no idea. He's like, nothing. It's just nothing kind of at all. what I'm hearing it should sound like. And then once the lyrics are put together, you know, it kind of goes like sometimes I'll have like complete writer's block and I'll just like go I can't come up with anything what do y'all think I mean and Steve's wrote music Joseph's wrote like Steve wrote human side and uh he did something else he did the baseline for human side and then yeah. um I don't know there's a couple of them that so like yeah I mean like it's pretty much like every once in a while we'll like just get caught into talking at band practice and like somebody will write a riff and everybody will go yeah I like that and like no longer are we playing a set no longer are we playing any more songs we end up playing that for god like knows how long band. improv session yeah and, we've and sometimes stuff. things stick and sometimes they don't or if something's really good we'll be like hey somebody record that and we'll pull out the phone and record it and sometimes we'll go back to it and sometimes we won't you know so that's just kind of I don't know <laughs> it's all over the place yeah it's not like I mean we don't have a stated okay Except first we, we write, write yeah we write the lyrics last unless we absolutely just either hear it as it's going or I go to Nick and say I want to write a song about blah 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 and then we write the song around that you know but you know for the most part the lyrics are last and that's about the only standard thing that we have set oh no i have wrote a handful of songs i wrote the lyrics first like shoot i actually wrote the lyrics first oh that's awesome yeah like nothing lasts forever i wrote the lyrics first too anyway. no i didn't mm -mm. no i didn't no, no i didn't anyway <laughs> but like very seldom do i like i'm I usually write the riffs or whatever first and we kind of like fix it that way. So like the newest recorded music I could find from y'all, pretty much all of it was from like 2014. Do y'all plan on releasing like music? Um, like, <laughs> Joseph um, wants to tell us, I can promise you. Yeah, our drummer right now is like about to pop out of his damn skin because we're sitting on like, 17. 17 songs and we have all but one completely ready to go to what is it mastering yeah we're gonna send it off either to black matter or a friend of ours or enormous yeah uh, mastering to get them to put the finishing touches on it but but yeah we're gonna once we get them all done we're going it's just gonna blow up we're gonna release them like in splits in singles full albums you know like just kind of break it down and then combine them all together so we're gonna have like a lot of different like our first uh release is actually going to be a, a limited edition cassette release with uh supersonic cocksuckers they're in atlanta well, atlanta gwinnett county band um if you ever get to go to one of their shows they are do it absolutely <laughs> amazing um is uh yeah. ty he's the drummer and mike he is the uh guitar player and singer and mike dresses up as a female while they play and it it's like 
meant to be kind of a jokey thing. They like totally play off each other beautifully as far like they chit chat and banter with each other throughout the set and it is fucking hysterical yeah but then their songs are like amazingly talented like they're both incredible musicians you know but to see them it's just so like I mean, light and happy and funny it's so perfect you would think it's scripted but it's not yeah it's like like I mean, you like, would think that they would sit there and be like okay now I'm going to say this and then you say that yeah, back and like then blah, 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 but, but it is, it's that damn funny. Yeah. It's, it's completely improv because they're best friends and they're just like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. So we got a limited cassette release. It's going to be like an EP uh, seven minutes per side. That's going to be the number one release. And the number two release is supposed to be a four way 12 inch split with three bands from uh, the West Coast, one of which is our old bass player's new band. We are going to do a full-length cassette release or full-length CD release first. Hopefully go back if we can get some label help or after we <clears throat> sell enough, go and do a 12-inch release. Also, when vinyl isn't nine and a half to two years behind pressing, because yeah, that's that's always awesome. Yeah, because yeah, everybody like, recorded during the pandemic and, and then everybody's releasing. releasing. So the pressing companies can't keep up. So yeah. everybody's like on back order for months. Yeah. So even if you wanted to have stuff ready for an upcoming tour, I mean, you would have to pretty much like marry someone to yeah. get your shit fucking pressed. Because like the bigger bands are getting impressed because they can throw down like $5,000 as like rush money. Yeah. Or like whatever it takes because they already have that kind of money i don't have that kind of money <laughs> but uh we're supposed to do i'm not quite sure if this one is still set in stone but we were going to do a seven inch split with a band from new york called a truth they're an amazing anarcho latino cross punk band and we had been talking about doing a split with one of Joseph, our drummer, our now drummers, one of his other bands, Eliminate Earth. So we were kind of, we got a whole bunch of stuff kind of brewing with this music. So we're trying to figure out which one's going to be the easiest thing to do first to get our music out there. Because we need new music out there. Yeah, I mean, sure. we're <laughs> completely out of i mean we're borderline out of all of our merch like nick and i have to sit down next week and put orders in for just basic shit but i mean we really need new music to give to people because yeah, i mean we don't have anything to offer with our new lineup and you know i can see where that would be offensive to them but i mean we just i mean we just don't have it it's not ready it's taking way longer than we expected man Sorry, I don't know if you can hear our dogs. They're going nuts. It's fine. Um, nice little ambiance. <laughs> nice ambiance. <laughs> so your songs have some pretty political lyrics, and even your band name is political because it's from the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire. Mm -hmm. So what sort of political messages or do you want to get out or what type of, what, in what ways do you want to inspire people with your lyrics? Um. Very, yeah, um, love yourself, uh, love others, live life 
to the fullest because five minutes from now is not guaranteed for anybody, especially for people at high risk, whether that be physically or mentally or, you know, like substance issues, the whole nine. We're very, very earthbound, earth conscious, you know, activist, a very feminist, anti-racist, very LGBTQ plus advocates, you know, just anything along that line is, you know, what, what Nick and I are about, you know, we're very, very passionate about, you know, equality, pretty much, I guess the bottom line would just be, be equality, you know, animal, animal activism, just all of it. On the political side yeah. of it, though, that's going to be me. Because, yeah, I'm uh, not really political aside from, I'm, uh, I'm more like, whatever. I'm, <laughs> see, this is kind of where I'm torn because I'm, I'm kind of like a red button dude. I'm like, fucking drop a nuke on us and fucking wipe us out and fucking something start over. <laughs> like, I'm such a, like, misanthropic person that, like, I do see the human race as a... a a virus so i i truthfully like have it i i love people but humans in general we're just not we're toxic people we're destroying the earth so that is usually my standpoint on things but politically i um well i was gonna say with a side pin note on that though kind of in a contradictive sort of way like we have children and grandchildren yeah, so, so that we're like, fuck you, you try to push that button and we will kill you. But uh politically, man, I'm I'm I mean, we need less control. I mean, I, I mentioned that earlier. I mean, I'm a very autonomous person. I know I can self-sustain and self-govern myself. I morally know what is acceptable and what shouldn't be acceptable not because i believe in a higher power that tells me to do it because that's just the nice fucking thing to do like if you can't respect yourself enough to not like respect your neighbor enough so to speak like that's not cool like you are the problem not me and the the control i understand that it all like it's that whole statement the contradictory piece is it only takes one bad seed to ruin it for everybody which is so true because not everybody can self-sustain but we can or self-govern yes yeah, self-govern and yeah sustain's a horrible word so self-govern but like the thing is is like we don't need to be bullied into it either and i feel that like i mean our government is a joke if anybody thinks that anything has fucking changed you're wrong there's no politician that's not in it for themselves there's no politician that gives a fuck about us they're in it for whatever they're in it for they don't care about us and the the quicker people realize that, the quicker they're going to understand that the true way to get through this is not vote. If all of us didn't vote one time, do you think there would still be a president? <laughs> yes, because they're going to put who they want there. 
no matter how many votes we push. And that's the way our government is. They're gonna do things with or without our consent. And that's not right. That's not power. That's not, that's, that's blindfolding us into believing that there's something great. You know what I mean? And I don't agree with that. And I don't agree with being bullied by any means. And it goes to, I mean, everything that I believe, like we can all be peaceful together. Like I don't need you to bully me into doing anything. And that goes for all of it, like cops, politicians. Like, I mean, I understand why, why things are there. And I understand that that's- It's a necessary a, evil. It's a necessary evil. But like, you don't have to have cops like coming and profiling people because of the way they look. And like, when somebody says, I can't breathe, get your leg off their back. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can let up. You don't, You can still restrain somebody and not have your fucking knee into somebody's back and then they die. And that's what it takes to bring reality to the world. Now, I'm not saying anything about George Floyd's character because you always hear people bitching about that. The, the bottom line is they were wrong. Well, I mean, he wasn't the only one that this has happened. No, and, but it's, it's the first. Issue. But it's the first time that it's been like recorded and blown up to that to that thing. Because the same thing could be said about the Rodney King riots. They're like, but he was robbing somebody. Yeah, but you're trained to restrain somebody, not kill them. You know what I mean? What gives you the right to kill? That's um, kind of my bottom line. And like, I've sensed that politicians are killing us every day because you don't know what they're saying, but I do have a perfect way to fix this problem. I'm going to patent it too. I think if you're a cop or you're a politician, you need to wear a body cam 24 hours a day. And if you're fucking an, a U.S. citizen and you have a social security number, you're given a password and you can look in on any one of them at any given time at any day. No matter if it's a fucking president in the middle of a secret fucking speech that we're not supposed to hear about. You know what? Somebody heard. So it would, it would make everyone honest and it would give us all. It would give everybody self-accountability. Yeah. And everybody would be uh, yeah, accountable for what they say and everybody would know what's going on. Because I personally don't like somebody speaking for me that doesn't fucking know me. You don't know what I believe, man. You don't know shit. You don't know how it, how it is in the working class right now. It fucking sucks. So, I mean, that's kind of the shit I talk about. I mean, less control would be so nice. Probably improbable. I'm not, I'm a believer. I'm a dreamer, but I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not illogical. I do understand that there's some really bad people out there. And yeah. There's some really bad things that happen and it take those people ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Well, even if at this moment there's the populace is not ready to take on that responsibility fully on themselves. I mean, in however many generations, I think it's distinctly possible this work toward. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that it is something that the human race can work towards, mainly the United States. I mean, I think that we can find a way to get to that point, but. It's going to take a lot of collapse of a lot of things before that's going to happen. A lot of dead fucking politicians, man. Some of those motherfuckers have been in there for like 50 years, man. They need to die. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, we, we get it. Revolution, not reform. 
<laughs> cool. Well, no, I mean, those motherfuckers, like, they're the problem. Like, they're the ones that are stuck in, like, the slavery times and shit. And you're like, this is still a thing? Like, we're still talking about this? I thought this shit was over, like, forever ago, man. I've never been racist. What are you talking about? Like, y'all are still racist? <laughs> yeah, that shit surprised the hell out of me during the Trump um, administration. Like, how much racism was brought back out, like, brought to the surface. I was like, what the f- but I mean, it, it honestly blew my mind. I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, what the fuck happened? Wow. <laughs> yeah, this shit was crazy. I mean, like, all of I mean, there's plenty of other examples, but I don't do specifically remember, like, vividly the, um, like, Charlottesville happening and just everything else. But, like, you know, that's just such a, such a prime example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what the fuck is going on? It sucks. It was like, dude, where did this come from? Yeah, it blew my mind because we are so extraordinarily not racist at all to the point that it's not even a subject, you know, like race isn't even a fucking subject in mine and Nick's world, you know, like our children are mixed, our grandchildren are mixed, you know, so it's just like, uh, and our, our whole like our godchildren are mixed like everybody we have such a colorful family that it is just not even a thing to us and so then to like turn on the tv or or hear about like all this shit going on i was like whoa what the fuck is going on like this is really still happening for 1950 just called they (laughs) want their fucking tv show back what the fuck is this shit yeah i mean it literally threw me back i was shocked but yeah that shit was <laughs> weird man but yeah i'm glad that shit's lightened up because yeah it's like wow like what the fuck still a lot of work to do but hopefully we're continuing to move in a, I, yeah i think i think we're progressing correctly we've been on for a while i don't want to take up too much of your time so um last question i guess i always like to finish off with um, what's the band from your local scene or artist that you want to um, give a shout out to? Oh, Lord, to pick just one. Is it just one or multiples? I mean, as many as you'd like. Oh, okay. Well, then that works good. Well, obviously, the, the Athens locals, like She He He, um, Food Eater, um, Weaponized Flesh, Weaponized Flesh uh, Beat Up. Um, um, uh noise mountain they're good they're really good um oh my gosh uh vision video yeah oh my god my people's uh tears for the dying oh yeah yeah yeah. um yeah i was actually had adrian last night interviewing her oh really yeah she's she's sweetie yeah and then um and then the all of joseph's bands lone deaf pig dog eliminate earth and stone man yeah and then um beast move (laughs) (laughs) and then there's a new upcoming band that just played their first show on saturday sunday 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 that blew my fucking mind they're from atlanta they're called 407 and they're a bunch of kids and i mean a bunch of fucking kids i think there might have been like six fucking people on the stage but it's like old 
hip hop punk type thing. Like it reminded me so much of early age Beastie Boys. It was incredible. Their damn energy. I wanted to put it in a bottle and keep it for my shit days. <laughs> yeah, they were like a punk Wu Tang. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and then, um, oh man, I like oh um supersonic cocksuckers for sure oh, man. i am just like complete oh the junkies woo the junkies yeah they're fucking awesome yeah i was like what's my boy sam's the junkies name? yeah um and, oh. oh my god what was the other one that just played at the um the whack whack yeah whack uh they were really good they're a bunch of kids that we just saw over the weekend and our homeboy chris at catacombs major ups to him for sure yeah that dude's amazing and so really any and every single solitary band that is getting up and fucking doing it yeah yeah nationwide yeah nationwide man worldwide bring back the <laughs> bring back the power of punk yeah <laughs> anybody and everybody that has the balls to get up and the motivation to get up and face the day, face the world, and give yourself some love and do it. Like I give you fucking mad props because that shit is ice. so hard to do every single day. Yeah. <laughs> so, where can people find your music and where are you at on social media, all that? We're on really all social media platforms that I know of. I mean, I'm still trying to get into that because I'm old. <laughs> like I'm just now learning how to like work Instagram. And uh, my friend Lauren is like patiently teaching me how to do Snapchat and shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, we're on all of that. Uh, Instagram, Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, soundcloud facebook if myspace was still around i could fuck that shit up <laughs> but that shit ain't worth a damn anymore now it'll eat your fucking computer yeah. every yeah, time you, you like, open it yeah you type <laughs> in myspace and your computer just shuts down and says fuck off <laughs> <laughs> or you hear that old like dial-up tone yeah, but I'll give you my cell phone number. Like, I'm I'm still old school as fuck. Like, I still call the clubs or email them and shit like that. So, like, I have a gazillion numbers in my phone of all these random musicians all over the United States and world that I get really interesting text messages from at all the time. So, they'll be like, yo, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll, like, get us, like, a picture of a butthole. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And they're like, yeah, I need a show. I'm like that's not how you get a show like that's not right yeah are they from philly <laughs> no, no that guy was from uh michigan and i was like hey yeah but on a little side note of self-promotion though nick and i are starting this um distro that you know kind of like back in the day you know you could go to shows and you know you would see people there with like you know just like a mini record store kind of thing. yeah you know and just like a little tiny yard sale shop type thing and we're trying to bring that back so we're doing a distro called uh damnesia records, records or damnesia distro whatever we're starting to starting low-key by taking it mobile to you know obviously all of the shows we play but any show that will 
welcome we'll have, us. Yeah, we'll have us. So. Um, you know, we don't mind throwing money to the house to, you know, let us be there. You know, we every time we pay entry fee for both of us and then throw a little extra in, especially if it's there's a cause for the day, that's no problem whatsoever. whatsoever. But yeah, we just, you know, we want to try. Our main goal is to introduce people to all sorts of new genres and bands and teach the younger generation about, you know, other things that's not just so basically mainstream. And then to also network for other bands, like with, you know, we play with a band or we, you know, go to a show and a band's playing if they want to throw us a, you know, something, whatever. I mean, we will buy stuff from them, whatever. And, but we will carry their stuff. So everywhere we go, their stuff's going. So it's kind of like a networking sort of thing as well. And then eventually our end goal, but this is going to be down the line, is for us to open up a small a record store yeah, like slash a, venue. Yeah, like a stationary spot. But in the meantime, you know, we're just doing the, the mobile thing. But I mean, we will also do like, we want to eventually, you know, do online orders as well. But if anybody wants, has an interest or something that they can't necessarily find, you'd be surprised at the shit that we, that we have sitting here at the house, you know, cause we've or been, or we can get, cause you know, just what we already have or the people we know or whatnot. So yeah, I just wanted to let, put that out there that we're doing that as well. Cause I think so far the few shows that we've done it at, it's really made a huge difference. You know, we've had a lot of people with a lot of feedback going, man, thank you so much. Like we had no clue about half the shit you guys were telling us about, and you know, just open up their, their eyes to a lot of new stuff. So and it's always nice to see like old school punks when they get like reacquainted with like their childhood record that they forgot they had. Yeah. And they get all and they're excited. Like, oh! They're like, oh! and they're like, oh well, get, they're like, I gotta have it. How much is it? And it's just like, it's amazing feeling. Cause they're like, dude, I grew up on this album. I'm like, me too. And like, most of the time it's like, I mean, it's really awesome because like, I get to see a side of people like the genuinely happy side because they're like they got something that reminded them of something amazing in their life so it's like awesome that, that makes me feel good yeah hm. well thank you all so much for coming on no uh, thank, thank you, you. This episode was recorded on November 18th, 2021.